Welcome back to SMSF Mates Daily Podcast. This is our general advice warning that we are required to warn you that any advice has been prepared without taking into account your objectives, financial situations or needs and because of that you should, before acting on the advice, consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial services and needs and where the advice relates to the acquisition or possible acquisition of a financial product, you should obtain a product disclosure statement, PDS, relating to the product and consider the PDS before making any decision about whether to acquire the product. Now let's get into it. Welcome to SMSF Mates podcast. Uh, SMSF Mates is where Aussie mates come together to get the most from superannuation and learn how to manage their retirement savings as best as possible. Uh, my name's Tim and I'm here with... Uh, this is the Gareth Voice reporting for Judy. And this is Ashwin. Awesome. Uh, today we're going to talk about insurance options within SMSFs. Uh, and outside of SMSF and the various uh, considerations that go along with that. So, yeah, welcome. Insurance. Dirty word. <laughs> is it a dirty word? For some. <laughs> for some. Uh, yeah, I think insurance, there's so many different types of insurance you can have for lots of different parts of your life. You know, you can have your car, your boat, house, health. You know, you can insure anything in theory, right? Um, so, I guess when you're thinking about super and non sort of self-managed supers most funds i think include insurance kind of by default is that right a, a little bit it, it, the laws have changed um on that on that side of things so a whole bunch of letters have gone out to people with with um the insurance policies within their funds to review and and sometimes they're cancelled if there's low balances and things around that so it, it is up to each fund um i guess the the thing i would i would say is you you start off with what, just like you deal with the car insurance or the or the boat insurance, if you're lucky enough to have a boat, is... What not is usually. Budget out another thousand is what I'm boat not, stands I'm, for. Yeah, de- <laughs> definitely. Uh, so I reckon it, it it comes back to what you're trying to insure. So um, it's easy with health insurance to sort of work out, you know, what you're trying to cover yourself for and what it includes. Life, income protection, trauma insurance, all of those insurances are, are around your, you know, specific events that happen in your life. So some insurances can be held in super, some can't. So trauma, for example, is held outside of super, um, while income protection and life insurance and TPD could be held within your super fund, but sometimes it's advantageous not to have it mm. in your super. So and, and TPD is total permanent I mean, disability. Disability, yeah. Right. And... Um, that that's the key one um, is sometimes why you might have it in super and not in super is definitions, but even around that the the changes and the definitions within funds have actually changed recently. I think around October around income protection, um, but you know, again go go do your own research and see an advisor. But it, it starts off with the need. So you know, Gareth's mm. had exciting um, news. Of late, congratulations! Uh, absolutely, Gareth. yeah. Um, yeah well, I bought, new, bought a new car. It <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> feels like it. No, yeah, our, our little four-week-old <laughs> yep. um, makes you sort of consider life on a different, uh, different premise. Yep. Um, insurance, you know, for me is something that I kind of believe you're insuring against. You know, something may be happening, and basically you're taking a punt, or the insurance, you know, company's taking a punt on you. Uh, and whoever's you know right wins kind of in the end. You know that's a that's a very young person attitude. I think. I've got to say, yeah. uh, that's a, that's a, that's Ashwin's rolling his yeah. eyes at me. That's an attitude pre kids. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think um, 
for me personally, when we had we had our boys, uh, or we had the first one, AJ. Um, we it was the, it was the it was okay. All of a sudden, it's not me and Jody. It's not two adults trying to protect ourselves. Yeah, uh, we've got a newborn that's going to need certain amount of money throughout his life, and if something happened to me, it yeah, would how are you going to fund it? How are you going to fund it? And that's when most people do see an advisor to go get you know. Um, the insurance advice, advice <laughs> yeah, yeah. and get the right level of insurance. Where I think it sometimes falls down is people don't change that policy. So you might say, let's say for argument's sake, it's a million dollars is the number you come out with, which is your what you need at a day um, Bub's born. What happens a year later if you made some money or you earn a certain amount and there's more money on mortgage or etc right so your life changes and what people normally don't do is go in and see their advisor for a review and adjust the insurances so for me i'm at my highest insurance point right now i've got two kids under five i've got actually one that's five and one that's three until they're both a bit older i'm going to need this level of insurance because there's certain amount of years that i want enough money that jody doesn't have to stress about work yeah the house is paid etc right for some people it might be you know, they don't need that much because their kids are older and we don't need that level of insurance. Where people get mistake is they take out that $1 million policy, they dot, and they don't change it till they're 60. Mm. So and ju- just to flesh that out a bit, so the, yeah. the idea, or at least my understanding of it, um, is that um, your million dollars is to fund fund your children until they're basically capable of looking after themselves in the event that you either pass away or become yeah, so whatever the you know, event you lose is. your income, you yeah. Know, so you if it's TPD, it's it's if I'm permanently disabled by the definitions of that policy and unable to work effectively, uh, unable to work, uh, then there's the lot obviously death. I'm no longer here, um, and um, then there's income protection. So all of those policies individually will have its own definitions. And in simple terms, the idea is that the insurance insurance company pays, uh, you know, your estate if you like. You know, let's say a million dollars, and then your kids have a million dollars to sort well, of. My wife will. Or probably, your wife does, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't trust a five year old and a three year old. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, that opens up a whole new thing about who the trustee is. And yeah, who's, you so, know. so insurance policies um, have who owns it. So I've got, an, I've got a business, um, and the other business partner um, associate in there effectively has an insurance policy on me. Um, so in case I pass. Um, she'll get paid out to pay my wife for the share of the business. So the business right. continues, employees don't lose their jobs, all the rest of it. Um, Sounds like a topic for another podcast. Yeah. So, you know, my, my concern is if my, my wife's not an accountant, um, she would not add any value to the business and it would be in a bit of yeah, trouble. Yeah, and the business ends. Well, or, or in theory, you know, it, it can't do what it normally exactly. would be so doing. This will give enough money for that person to find another accountant to come into the business and continue running as is. So that that's the plan in my head. Um but that's what, that's all the different types of insurances that exist. So, and that's outside of super. You can have some in super, up to each right. each individual of how they do it. But the key part is you really want to see an advice because the product disclosure or the level of information in this in those insurances are pretty huge. So some people go to online website, see a price, that's a guide, but you get loadings based on your health or your disclosures. So at the moment, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if the camera's showing it, but it add, added about 20 pounds here. Uh, <laughs> and and that's that's a, that's an extra 50% loading I'm paying on a couple of my insurance policies is it really? because of the weight. So wow. It is reviewable. So if I lose the weight, I can go in for a review and the premium will drop. So 
um, yeah, that, that's a yeah. So it's a lot, lot more complicated than going online and getting some car insurance, right? You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> car insurance fairly straightforward. Again, you still have to read the product disclosure documents, but you know, it, it's general in nature and it's common mm. in there, right? There's certain things that might not be covered in your policy if you've got a family history of heart issues and things like that. They may either put a loading on it or they might even take it off as a restriction. But if you don't disclose it, you're not. So the key thing is do it when you're fit and healthy. Um, because yeah. there's generally not a review again um, once the policy is in place. Um, but you should also, every few years, review the level of cover. Yeah. So if the level of cover is still a million dollars, but you just you know won lotto, probably don't need it anymore. You know, you, you have people call you all the time going, well, why am I paying this premium? You're making that option to pay the premium. It, it, it will pay out if you meet the conditions of the insurance, but do you still need it? You know, if you've got uh, and I think obviously you've also got to kind of consider your lifestyle, right? You know, <laughs> certain people live in different ways. Uh, and I guess if you have a million-dollar house with a $500,000 mortgage and then you want your kids to live in the same house, then you need to be able to pay the 500000 somehow. Yep. But then if you live in a $10 million house with a $5 million mortgage, you know, yep. assuming you can do that, yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, you know, same applies, right? So, you know, that number really probably needs quite a bit of thought. Exactly, and the best place to go is you can there are guides you know on on um, on certain websites to help you do a, a, a diagnostic effectively to work out what your level of insurance is but if it was me personally and that's what i did i went and saw a financial advisor sat down we were sort of worked out the numbers and then i handled they handled the application process so obviously i did right. the disclosures and yeah, so they know what to ask and how yep, to structure it and did so the on. blood tests all the rest of the tests that they needed and then gone from there and so from a self-managed super fund point of view, um, you don't have to have income protection and total permanent disability and life insurance in your super fund, but you can choose to have either or both in or out. Yeah, there's no requirement to have insurance, but you'll find every super fund will have uh, a disclosure around you've considered insurance every year and you've decided either yeah. to do it or not, or not. to do it um, because it, it, it is a point to make a, a note to do it. So. It's the government's way of kind of making sure you've kind of thought about it. In yeah, a way. yeah, and 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 to be completely honest, you should. So, because mm. your mindset, Gareth, might have changed a fair bit since mm. uh, since Bob. I certainly learned some new words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and 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 most people take the take the event of a child uh, to go and get their insurances done. They just don't do the follow up and a review and, and right. And keep keep an eye on it because so they sit in the set and forget pile. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're paying substantial amounts, and, and the premiums yeah. aren't huge when you're young. It, it just creeps up as you get older, mm. and that's when people say, "Oh, why do I have this insurance?" So you go, "Well, actually, I needed that insurance when the kids were X. Mm. I don't need the same level insurance. So maybe from a million dollars, it goes to eight hundred. Right. Yeah. And depending you, you on how much, sort of scale it down. Over you scale time. it down, and you can probably keep the premium the same. You also can. Technically, you can also do a level premium. So at the start of your insurance um, application, it'll be the same premium effectively each year. Right. And so maybe you could expand a little bit on the difference between, say, income protection and total permanent disability. Yeah, so totally impermanent. Because it kind of sounds similar in, in some respects. A little bit. Uh, so a TPD is a lot harder to, to meet the criteria, so you'll be totally impermanently disabled. Yeah, so car accident jump off a building yeah. or pushed off a building probably if you jump off a building 
Well, maybe, maybe not the same. It depends. <laughs> it depends also on the policy of what's covered in there, right? So, but or anyone gets any crazy it, ideas, it's, <laughs> it's the outcome. But the the key thing is that in TPD, there's a definition called owner own own occupation or any occupation. Now, if that's still around, you've got to go through your policies and see do you need that policy. Right. So, for a, let's say for example, if you're a heart surgeon, you might have damaged something, but you're still able to work in, in other yeah. roles. So you could be a GP, in, uh, but not a surgeon. You so could, you can, you could yeah, be, so yeah, then, right. then you might not be paid out. So it comes back to making sure you've gone through the process of go, are you covered for your specific occupation or any occupation? Um, and that's sometimes what makes policies cheaper. And for some people, any occupation mm. is fine, but for other people, they might want own occupation. If it's available, and you go through those processes and see what's around. Um, and I guess the key's really in the name, right? Total... Permanent disability. Yeah. Well, income protection could be temporary. Yeah. You know, you right. could you could do your, you know, let's say you're a, a tradie, you do your knees, you're out for twelve months. Yeah. You've got a policy that might pay you for that twelve month right. period or the two years that it so takes you to recover. Protecting you're to your income. Yeah. You're protecting yeah. your income to a certain percentage, um, and that and you know that's the key side of it. So very different policies. Very and and different can things. you have both? You can have all three. Right. Right, and there's there's also another insurance called trauma, but that's usually it's held outside of super, um, and that's for a traumatic event. So yeah. you, something might that meets that criteria, you you get paid out on that uh, premium. Yeah. So in summary, the your income protection, total permanent disability, death, death, and there's a trauma, and then trauma. So you can have any one or any mix. Yep. Your financial advisor will sit down with you and go, and, "Hey, right, are these the, the options. events? Yeah, these are the events you're trying to protect yourself from, and you can always elect not to do it." Right, and and is it possible to do it yourself? It is, but you've got to read through those PDSs. Yeah, right. Um, and so you might pay a premium to see your advisor, but your advisor knows the loopholes, and well, not necessarily the loopholes, but the they know what you need to declare, yeah. um, but they also know what policies might be best suited for your occupation. So right. there's sort of insurers. That prefer medical people, yeah. certain insurances that prefer other people and might give you discounts, um, but ultimately they also know they'll take you through that initial step of working out what you might need, mm-hmm. and you might not be able to afford what you need, and then you make the and informed you can scale decision it to scale down. it down, right? Because right. that, that's that's where I started. You, you, you want to know what you need, then you can afford that. Can you afford it? And, and then, then, pl- and then the play, yeah, then play right. around, right? And is it tax deductible? Uh, depending on the insurance and and how it's held, yes, right. But it's all it's all up to each. So yeah, it is each. a bit more complicated. It than is it very sounds. yeah. Look, I I went and saw an advisor for the piece of mind. I could have muddled my way through and applied myself, but going through an advisor gave me the peace of mind that there was someone else who's checked it. Checked it. Right. Um, also had a discussion with my wife. We both understand what right. we're trying to trying to achieve and i believe tim there's an excellent article on our website about this isn't there <laughs> there is we've just put it up recently uh and yeah it runs through all the different types of insurances uh, as we've discussed you know considerations for inside super outside super you know tax benefits related to each one so yeah check it out and it's free to read no paywalls exist <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, there's a disclaimer, but there's no there's no paywalls. <laughs> so on on the on the income protection side, is there is there a benefit for having it within, say, your SMSF, or is it better to have it outside from a tax perspective? Well, look, from a tax point of view, obviously most people have a higher tax rate outside of super fund. So if your fund if your if your insurance is tax deductible, the income protection, then um, 
effectively it would be worth more of a tax deduction outside, but also conversely when it gets paid out, it's going to be assessable income in your own name. So it balances out. Um, personal view, it really comes back to more the definitions more than the income tax decision. So that's really why you want your advisor is to go, right. okay, is, is the definitions or the types of policies available restricted because they're in super versus policies I could have outside of super because there's certain definitions, certain terms that insurers might not be comfortable having or not allowed to use with a super funding policy and that's why you go through it. And I'm not labelling it this way, but it's sort of what happened in the Royal Commission was they labelled a lot of insurances potential junk insurances mm. and that's where a lot of fines right. came out to people is, well, these insurances really weren't worth the money they were written on so uh, or the paper they were written on. So you, you would take the view... That's why you want to advise us. Someone that actually knows, hey, that's the insurer. This is their definitions. This is maybe the rate of claims that they pay out. I've handled claims with that insurer. All of those questions are the key part, right? Insurance is only as good as, well, can I, when, when I need to make a claim. Mm. Um, so when you ask the question to an advisor, hey, if I go with X insurer, have you had claims with them? Have there been issues? And the answer is, look, most times they've been fine. It's, it's easy enough to navigate through. Where they go, no, no. Yeah, that one might be cheaper, but you know the the process to make a claim has right. been difficult in time, and that might be their experiences. But that's the person you're getting advice from. So, I would I would go through that person that's handled claims versus, yeah, you know, Mister Google, and I found the yeah. cheapest one um, because if it's no good when you make the claim, a you don't have an advisor that's going to be making the claim for you. You've got your grieving partner mm. trying to mm. manage an insurance claim for you. Um, which I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. quite a bit more serious than a you know yeah. a, a car a car insurance premium that you know might pay out fifty grand or yeah. something. You know these policies may pay out yeah, know, millions it, of dollars. So there's you know going to be a bit more research. And some financial advisors will charge a fee. Some will, will take the commission from the premium. But ultimately, they're there to navigate your needs when you need it. So it's effectively a fee for service scenario um, and it sounds like you really want to do your research on the advisor to make sure that they've got some experience and some, yeah. you know and credibility long term you know if you see someone who maybe won't be around in 5 10 15 years how does that work uh, look, i think the 5 10 years potential is is uh, let's say it's an older advisor you've seen it, it might be a concern but also that person's also got a wealth of knowledge over years. Yeah, sure. So they a bit of a trade-off. It's a trade-off. Um, but ultimately, you know, they will sell their practice, obviously, prior to retirement, and that insurance will still be in place. Yeah, so right. It just yeah, be, so it's not connected to the advisor, and so, yeah. It's connected to, yeah, so, you know, your insurance will be that insurance. If a new advisor changes, they just add their name generally to your policy. They might do a review when they meet you to make sure it's still the right insurance for you, but, you know, they'll go through the pros and cons with you at that time. Right. Great. Thank you for joining us once again. If you're interested in our waffle about self-managed super funds, feel free to join us on smsfmate.com.au or search SMSFMate in Spotify.